Hi, this is Amanda Bianco, the Art Witch, and you're listening to Cut to the Chase. Stepping out beyond boundaries takes courage and the ability to dream. We are excited to share our new audio podcast called Cut to the Chase. The structure of this podcast embodies open dialogue with friends, family, and professional colleagues talking about things that impact our ability to thrive. We hope that you will join our unscripted, unbridled podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Cut to the Chase, episode 123, entitled A Bucket Full of Stories. I'm not going to go into the banter that I normally would go into and say, yeah, we have another crazy title, because today's title is right in the line with what we're going to talk about, A Bucket Full of Stories. And so... I've got a featured guest, and I must pause and hesitate here. You guys are really going to have to listen to my introduction of her because it's magical. It's mystified. It's spellbound. It has all of these different types of powers. Now, you guys will have to catch on to why I gave you those clues because it's very important that you understand and hear very, very clearly who this individual is. And so I'm going to open up with a quote, because as a part of what she does and who she is as an individual, this is also applicable to her life. And the quote goes like this, if plan A don't work or doesn't work, the alphabet has 25 more letters. Stay cool. The next quote basically says, Fill your life with adventure, not things. Have stories to tell, not things to show. Now, our featured guest today is an art witch. She dreamed of dashing through the moss, consumed forest, cultivated in her inner spirit space, and capturing this magic through her art. Her work focuses on collaborating, collaboration of nature and the witch craftsmanship. She works directly with trees and flowers by transferring the patterns and shapes on the paper fab fabrics for illustration and fiber art. She's created art for over 15 years, but decided to start actively selling her artwork after being diagnosed with a chronic illness for two years. Having this illness changed her perspective on life and what she wanted from it. She felt it was time to stand up for her path, and she shares with others the comfort and beauty of receiving that magical power from nature. Now, she has been formally trained as an artist, an educator, a facilitator, with a bachelor's and master's in art education, inclusive of art practice 
She's also taught and facilitated in art schools and groups in the U.S., Morocco and England, and various other countries abroad. Now, if you guys didn't catch everything that I said about her, I'm going to sum it up like this. She is an art witch. She's chronically the third badass. She's an abuse survivor. She's a teacher and a traveler. And without further ado, I'd like to introduce Amanda Binko. How are you doing today? Do you have any opening remarks? Um, wow. Thank you so much for those lovely things that you said. Um, I just want to correct you on one thing. My last name is B. Ainco. B. Ainco. There we go. My bad. <laughs> That's okay. It's not a common last name. And uh, I used to not like that as a child. I got made fun of for it. But now I revel in it because I get to reap the rewards. I get the first dibs on all the domain, domain names. There's no. There's like three other Amanda Biancos in the country that I know of. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, I did recognize it was uh, quite quite an interesting uh, last name. And, and of course, my wife being Spanish, we played around with, is it Bien? Is it Bienco? Is it, you know, because, you know, uh, Bien, in other words, as saying yes in Spanish is yes. kind of spelt the same way. <laughs> Yes, there um, there are versions of my name that are, I've come across people who have versions of my last name that are Spanish and Italian, um, mm -hmm. but mine's Polish. Excellent, excellent. Well, as always, I always tell people, thank you very much for correcting me because sometimes, you know, I don't always get it right. And, uh, you know, that's a part of uh, Cut to the Chase is uh, let's be real with everybody. <laughs> Of course, of course. If people don't correct you, then you're never going to know. So that's how I view it. No worries. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Amanda, thank you for being on our show since the time that I met you. The kinetic energy that oozed through, you know, the airwaves and our video screen was just telling me that, hey, this is going to be one fun, spectacular discussion with you and your energy was just on point you know it was like it was it was over the top for me i mean it, it actually made my day during our discovery call and so you know we agreed upon talking about a bucket full of stories because of all the unique things that you've encountered you've endured and that you're currently working on in your professional life and i think the one thing that stands out the most is the title Art Witch. And we would be very honored if you could explain to us what is an art witch. I would love to. I would, I would love to discuss it. I always like talking about it. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen that meme where it's like absolutely no one. And then a person's at the bottom and it's like, hey, do you want to hear about art witch and witchcraft? <laughs> I feel like on that meme. Um, so I always like to, when I introduce this to people uh, who especially aren't familiar, I like to start just kind of like the beginning with a general overview sure. of what 
the word witch or the archetype of the witch means. So mm-hmm. you have, I like to explain it like you have an umbrella term that is magic. So you have magic mm-hmm. and underneath that fall witchcraft, religion, tradition, um, practice, way of life. Uh, people from different cultures call it different things. Some people say we practice magic, but it's a way of life. It's not a religion. Some people say uh, we practice witchcraft, but it's not associated uh, with a practice. It's our religion. So everybody talks about it differently Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in their different cultures and their religions. And it's all over the world. Every culture has their own way of doing it. So in within the art world, there's a lot of opinions and a lot of different uh, ideas and beautiful ways that people practice their magic. And mm-hmm. not everybody, uh, not everybody takes on the word of the witch. Some people have a different word for it, and some people just don't want to associate with with the word at all. I associate with the word uh, very much. So I consider myself an art witch because. I am an artist and I'm also a witch. I combine these two things together to Mm -hmm. help express my spirituality and express my practice. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of people uh, misunderstand what the word witch means, especially in uh, the States and a lot of European cultures because, well, it's everywhere. People misunderstand it, but we, We've had uh, propaganda used against us for many years that right. it, you know, we're we're kidnapping babies and we're <laughs> sacrificing people and animals and all that other stuff. But really, uh, magic, however you do it, is taking the energy of elements around you. It could be the fire from candles. It mm-hmm. could be the energy from crystals. It could be your own inner energy that you have connected to the divine that you might worship. You're using all of those things together to cultivate or manifest a desire that you have, much like praying. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and you actually do have some witches that are Christian witches. So it's, it's very vast, but with me, the art and the witch, they go together. I have other ways to express my witchiness and my spirituality, but, uh, those are the two big parts of my identity that I have taken on the term of art, witch. but I'm not the only one. And I'm not the first one. There have been, there's a history of art, witches where they use their art to, uh, cultivate their spirituality or give a message to others. Sure. Sure. So I, we, we are delighted that you provide us with some insight, uh, regarding, um, kind of the title there of art, which, and so I guess the question is with regards to, you know, you brought up a lot of, a lot of things that would relate to how you cast, your spirituality out in the world is through your art and how you've combined, you know, um, the witch practices uh, in conjunction with that. Now, as I dive into this a little bit further, does that mean that that comes with, um, you know, the old cliche of rituals and spells and, and, and those type of things? Could you walk us through a little bit to kind of define, um, you know, the practicing aspect and how that relates to 
things that that you currently do in your life and maybe how you help others through your through your uh, witchcraft practice of course so i always have to like i said before i always have to say my preliminary that every witch does it differently sure sure <laughs> we don't agree on we don't usually agree on things um mm-hmm. So, like I said, there's there's different avenues that I use to express my witchcraft. One of them is my art. But I also, uh, I worked with my ancestors, praying with them, talking with them, um, meditating uh, on things that they're trying to tell me. So that's another mm-hmm. avenue of my practice, which it's not very exciting. I think it's exciting because it's, you know, fulfilling me. But it's not like, ooh, we're going to do all this, like, stuff. It's mostly me just sitting and praying and meditating by myself. Mm-hmm. And then I do have, when I feel called upon, I do uh, cast spells and I do have rituals. I usually don't, for me personally, I don't cast spells often because I am of the belief, not all witches are, but I am of the belief that when you cast a spell, uh, you have to exchange energy and, mm. uh, it can be very draining. So I feel like it should come with a uh, great reason. So I've cast spells in the past to help myself with something that was very important or to help others. For example, if somebody uh, close to me was very ill or mm-hmm. if they were having an issue, like they lost their job and they didn't know what they were going to do financially, things like that. So there's like these three little different avenues of specifically how do you like work your magic in general, Mm -hmm. it's just part of my life. And I just view the world through that lens with my art in particular. uh, I am very much connected to nature with it. That's why Mm -hmm. my art directly ties to that. for me, the forest in the woods is a place that I can go to for peace. I feel like I can go to the forest and in any state and the, the forest gives me space to be myself or to express my emotions. You can come in any battered state and there's space to breathe there. So mm-hmm. I really wanted others to start feeling this as well and I was like how can I combine that uh with my art so it started naturally and uh through different techniques and we can talk about them uh later but I started coming up with these ways to combine how I felt about the forest mm-hmm. with my art and so right. that's kind of how that that came to be I wanted to be a facilitator to let the forest speak for itself, if that makes sense. Like I recognized in this relationship I have with the forest, the forest was giving me so much by allowing me to show up and speak my truth and not even verbally, just speak it just by being there. So I wanted to do that in turn for the forest. So I came up with this like collaboration idea with working with the forest, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm grasping uh, what you're sharing with us, and it kind of reminds me of, uh, you know, I guess the Luke Skywalker, Obi-Wan Kenobi teaching of the Force, yeah. uh, how how you would relate to utilizing the energy from the Force uh, to really kind of, you know, carry your energy and carry your message uh, for, forward uh, through through the energy of the Force. Um, 
And, and I don't know if I'm correct or wrong because I'm, I'm, I'm trying to learn this as we're going through the podcast, but, but certainly, uh, that's kind of the close proximity or should I say the, the way that I, that I gathered what you were expressing to us. I think that's a perfect way to, ex- to explain it. I can give an example if okay. you'd like to hear one. Okay. So, sure. um, some people might not be familiar with tree ring prints. So mm-hmm. when you have either the chunk of a tree or the chunk of a branch, uh, like a slice of it, it's called a tree cookie. I didn't make up that. I didn't make up that word when I went to go buy my tree cookies uh, or retrieve them. The the big burly woodworking man called it that, and I giggled, and he was like, "That's what they're called." Okay. Okay. <laughs> so they're called tree cookies, um, and you go through a certain process: sanding, burning, and through this process, on the tree ring, the soft grain uh, burns down and the hard grain stays raised. So basically, you're making a stamp. And then through printmaking processes, you roll ink onto the tree uh, cookie and I put mm-hmm. paper down on it and then I peel it back. And the print of the tree rings is on the paper or the mm-hmm. fabric. Mm-hmm. So that tree's life is on the paper or the fabric. So it's like the tree is speaking for itself. So sometimes I just, um, I sell these on my website. I will just have the tree rings by themselves. And sometimes Mm -hmm. I actually draw around the tree rings, something that I'm trying to convey. So I literally view it as a collaboration with nature because I feel like it's 50% me and 50% the tree ring. So I'm saying what I want to say and the tree is saying what it wants to say. And in my mind and in my spirit, I feel like that is a a collaboration 50-50. And I'm allowing the trees and the forests and Mother Nature to speak for itself, just like I, when I go to the forest, have a chance to speak for myself and have my feelings there. Right, right. Yeah, so... As I understand that, you're basically transferring the the growth rings <clears throat> from the tree onto your fabric or, or artistry paper, and then you go from there and develop the rest of your canvas. Is that yeah. correct? Yes. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. You know, this is, uh, it's all very intriguing, particularly as we talk about, you know, gathering energy, you know, and with everything that's going on kind of currently in society, you know, what, what in, in, in your ecosystem of, of which practicing, you know, are you guys seeing the conditions of things getting better or worse? Because you, you're, you're more tidally, you're more, you're more in tune with what's going on from, the spirituality and the energy aspect of what's happening on this planet than than probably over 80 or 90% of us who kind of aimlessly just live our lives. I mean, what, what are you seeing with regards to, are we going to see something better than what we are currently enduring today? Or is this something that is, that is outside of your, your practice? I mean, I guess you understand that question. <laughs> oh, I understand that, compl- that question completely. And I have news for you. <laughs> Uh-oh. Um, shall, shall I lock myself in here, you know, no. because... Uh... Um, so, like I said, 
the magic world is very vast. Um, yep. You have different people who feel drawn to different things. I uh, I am interested in astrology, but mm-hmm. I cannot dive into it. I call it the math of the magic world. It's very complex. Sure. Sure. For our people who devote themselves to this, and they're they're great, and we de- we need them. So on a collective scale, we are entering um, something called the age of Aquarius. So mm-hmm. you go through their 200 year cycles. And I don't know everything about this off the top of my head, because like I said, I'm not an expert, but you go into mm-hmm. 200 year cycles. Um, and this is the first we just ended the last 200 year cycles, which were the, the earth um, signs. And okay. now we have moved into the air signs. We are in the age of Aquarius. So mm-hmm. in the last 200 years, we saw things like uh, company growth. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw, um, what's the word? Industrialization. There we go. Yep. So things very much associated with the earth. Things very sure. much associated with uh, very sort of production lower level production, industrialization, things like that. The Mm -hmm. age of Aquarius is going to be the age, uh, the start of the age of ideas, the age of anything associated with the air. So that's going to be internet. That's going to be electronics. That's going to be renewable energy. It's going to be an exchange of ideas. So, Mm -hmm. and you can Google this and get all into it and they'll break it down for you. But basically, since we have just started this, that's going to be the next 200 years. So according, witches feel optimistic, especially astrologers, that we are going to move uh, more towards uh, a better way. Um, if, sure. you talk to other, if you talk to other witches as well, we all agree that, you know, collectively we are all the earth and we're all individuals. Obviously, the earth is going through something. Us as a collective, we are going through something. We're doing what we call our shadow work, which I believe is a term that was coined in psychology. But right. uh, we're going through our shadow work <laughs> as individuals and as a collective. And going through your shadow work is 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 like walking through hell. So, <laughs> um, yeah, things are complicated and things are really um just very difficult. I don't know if in this lifetime we will see many things come about in such a positive turn, but I believe over the next 200 years, things will definitely um, become uh, more fruitful and more happy and moving more towards a more modern, advanced society. Right, right. Well, it's it's rather interesting that... uh uh, through your spirituality and your uh, collective uh, consortium of, of other um, folks that kind of collaborate in your ecosystem that you guys are are thinking along those lines. I guess really ask that question kind of, you know, from being uh, curious with regards to um, what's being cast out from the industries and com- commercialization aspect, you know, as far as uh, solar energy and, uh, you know, reducing carbon emissions and all of these other things that, you know, we keep saying we're going to do, but we actually don't really do much, you know, because there's so much money tied up into mm-hmm. doing it the old way. And it is, uh, it's interesting, you know, to hear, to hear that, that perspective. So thank, thank you because, 
I didn't know if I could tap into that side of uh, the witch practice and uh, and be able to to get an answer. So I'm 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 even more curious now. <laughs> I know. I'm just gonna I'm gonna leave you with just more questions. <laughs> well, I, I, eventually, cool. eventually, I think uh, you know certainly there'll be uh, there'll probably be uh, several more. Uh, opportunities to bring you back onto the show and uh, we dive into other different topics. <laughs> I would love that. That sounds like fun. That sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so, you know, we, we thank you for sharing that with us and, uh, you know, I want to jump into, you know, a different segue of your life and kind of, you know, talk a little bit about, cause you know, you, your, your story really kind of evolves around four or five parts. You know, we have the, the, the art witch and then your chronicle, um, you know, illness and then the abuse and then a teacher and traveler, you know, let's dive into the next aspect of this to, to help my audience get a full picture of really who you are. And so, you know, when we were talking about um, the things that you were enduring with your, with your chronicle illness and then how things begin to unravel for you while you were out traveling and teaching overseas. Um, these became very troubled times for you. And could you walk us through just a little bit of that so that my audience understand, you know, kind of how the transcending of you going through uh, the growth stint and and the emotional roller coaster and and really having to separate yourself from your ex and 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 moving into something that became more therapeutic for you and and fulfilling your life of course so it all started <laughs> a mm -hmm. long long time ago no um uh, I think it's about six years now maybe going on seven sure. I was uh teaching at a public high school in, um, <clears throat> excuse me, in Prince George's County in Maryland. Mm -hmm. And the man I was seeing at the time, he's still a great friend of mine. His uh, cousin and her husband were also teachers and mm -hmm. they uh, went abroad. They went to teach in Mexico and I was always interested in that, but I didn't know how to go about doing it. I was like, mm -hmm. I had seen the movie taken and I was like, Oh no. Right, right. by doing this so I just copied what they did and there's mm -hmm. actual websites that like match up teachers with international schools mm -hmm. so I went to one of the sites did all that stuff and uh, I got hired by a school in Morocco mm -hmm. so I didn't give much thought to it I, I just went <laughs> I planned obviously but I didn't like where my life was headed I wasn't happy I was doing the things that I think a lot of people do because they're not happy. I was buying a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. I was, I wasn't doing anything that made me happy. I was just going to work and it was draining me. And then I would go home and just be depressed and buy stuff. So mm -hmm. I was like, I just have to, ch I, I just have to change this. Mm -hmm. And the man that I was dating, it wasn't working and, I had been with him for so long. We were, you know, high school sweethearts. So we were like attached to the hip, didn't know how to change that. So I was like, I'm just going to go. Right. <laughs> so uh, I went overseas. I taught at a school in Morocco for two years in Casablanca. This, the school that I taught at was, was not the best. It was not managed well. So that environment 
was very challenging and mm-hmm. they didn't offer, <clears throat> excuse me, they didn't offer a lot of help. Uh, and if they did, it was very mismanaged help to help um, the American teachers that were entering in this totally different culture. Sure. Basic things like going to the doctor was just a big ordeal and a big mess. Right. <laughs> Excuse me, I have a throg fog in my throat. So it was a very challenging time. I developed something called expat depression. An expat is uh, somebody who has left their country, but they plan on returning to it. So they're different mm-hmm. than an immigrant or an immigrant sure. has left their country and they're not coming back. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I had expat depression, which is something that happens because you have culture shock and because you're away from your community. It is very romanticized about living in another country, especially in the age of social media. Everything Mm -hmm. is really great in videos and pictures. Living Mm -hmm. in another country is the gauntlet. It is a test. Some countries uh, will vibe with you better and you'll vibe Mm -hmm. with them and you'll you'll just gel more. But you're always going to come through obstacles and it's always going to test who you are because there's nothing to hide behind. Everything is gone. There's no family. There's no friends. There's, and if you're in a country that doesn't speak your language, there's not even the language that you're used to. And Mm -hmm. the way everything is set up, stores, pharmacies, transportation is different. So there's, it's just you. So anything that is below the surface will come out. Mm -hmm. So that's why I say it's the gauntlet. Uh, So I had, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I, I can certainly relate to, you know, your your emotional state or not, not necessarily your emotional state, but certainly your state of mind, because I've lived in God knows how many countries uh, throughout my life. And, uh, you know, you're 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 tapping into some things that uh, are right on point, you know, because uh, if you're in the wrong country and you're not trying to fit into the the environment uh you're not a try you're not trying to get your yourself adapted into their society their way of life then you stand out like a sore thumb and mm-hmm. uh you know i mean it it doesn't it doesn't even have to get to the fact of um you just being american because as soon as you get off the plane they've already put that you know on your on your shoulders you know oh, yeah. you're you're an american <laughs> But I'm sorry for interrupting. Go ahead. Go ahead. You oh, can, no, you're you fine. You're fine. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it it, it was a challenge. Uh, I didn't realize how much of my identity was wrapped up in my community. Mm-hmm. So I had an identity crisis, and yep. I had expat depression. It mm-hmm. was it, it was the worst my mental state had ever been. Right. And then. Uh, my first year into it, the the man that I mentioned before, who was my high school sweetheart, while a few months overseas in the beginning, we ended it. And I had been with that man on and off since I was a teenager. So that probably didn't help my identity crisis. (laughs) Sure, sure. uh, So a few months after that, I met, I went on vacation with a teacher friend and we were at a resort. We decided to go relax at a beach resort. So we went to go relax and I met someone and we hit it off and he was English and we dated long distance for a year. And Mm -hmm. at the time 
I ignored. I know that I ignored red flags about this relationship, mm-hmm. but it was also long distance. So it was hard to tell. It was hard to tell sure. just because it's long distance. So what's going on. Sure. And then I completed my contract. I had a two year contract at this international school and I was still through all the, the turbulation and ignoring the red flags and being in an abusive relationship. I didn't realize at the time it was, uh, mm-hmm. I decided to try, go move to England to be with this man and want to get my master's degree because as a teacher, that's one of the only ways to make more money, <laughs> but sure. also to see if I could uh, cultivate any sort of long lasting relationship with this man. And, sure. and, you know, you can't just move to a country. You have to have a reason. They have to sponsor your visa for some reason. So I was like, okay, right. education, we'll do that. So mm-hmm. then there was living with this man for a year. Mm-hmm. And when you're in an abusive relationship, you you often can't see the forest for the trees. Right. There has been, whether the person has done it to you on purpose or they have done it subconsciously because they are just so wrapped up in tox- uh, toxic traits and toxic mm-hmm. coping mechanisms, mm-hmm. they have done these steps from day one to right. groom you, to love bomb you. So you are like wrapped up in this cycle. And even if sometimes you're like, I would have these moments where I would get my head above water and I would say, I think this is an abusive relationship. It would, the, the other person, when you seem to be like gaining perspective, they will do something called love bombing you where they're like, oh, everything's great. And they treat you wonderfully. And you're like, okay, yeah, we're getting back on track. Everything's good. So it really just uh, boiled down to it just becoming so stressful to be in that environment that mm-hmm. I started to develop uh, health problems. Right. And I went to the doctor a, a little bit and they just didn't really know what to tell me. And I knew I was leaving soon because it was towards the end of my master's program. So Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm just going to do the best I can. Everything just crashed and burned. It just got worse and worse. Mm -hmm. And my, I, there was a moment where I got complete clarity and it was something to do with his family where I realized the family dynamic it was dealing with his mother. He, uh, they had always, uh, his father had always demonized their mother that she was this awful person. And I finally got a moment alone with her. She Mm -hmm. kind of strange from the family, but I got a moment alone with her and she told me the other half of all the stories that I had been told and I got a full picture of what had happened and what had been going on. And I realized if I stay here, I'm going to become you. Wow. And I, The next day, my program ended, and the next day, I got on a plane, and I left. Wow. And that was that, and I came home a mess. I was was so ill, I could not walk around a grocery store for more than 10 minutes. I couldn't work. I had to live with my grandmother. Uh, I went, and I went through all the, the different medical tests that you do. And I was diagnosed with uh, something called postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome. My Mm. brother actually has it. So there is some sort of genetic component, but I was healthy before I entered this relationship with this man. So Mm -hmm. the stress Mm -hmm. brought it out. And the abbreviation for this uh, illness is called POTS. And a lot of times POTS can be brought out after uh, trauma. So 
my doctor and my therapist, we all consider this a trauma response. Mm-hmm. So that is how I came to all of this where I am now. A very crazy time to decide after being diagnosed to go with your art. But I just felt like I had to. I felt like the universe and the ancestors were telling me that this is the way back to your power and to yourself. I've been trying to do that ever since. Yeah. Yeah. Excuse me. Wow. That was such a, uh, a heartfelt story of, of how stress can really push you over the edge. I mean, you, you're a living witness to that. Um, having gone through everything that you put out, you know, to everything that you put out there, basically, you know, on the edge to, to hope for the best, it didn't get reciprocated back in a manner that allowed for you to really, uh, you know, feel fulfilled. And, and as you said, when you talk with your ex-boyfriend's mom, I think that that solidified, you know, your mind state as well as it probably shocked the hell out of you to say, well, my God, I can't, I can't, I can't fathom going through this narcissistic behavior much longer. I can only, I can only imagine, you know, what, what that, what that tragedy was like, that emotional state was like. And, uh, certainly from the bottom of my heart, we're, we're glad that you're, on the path of doing the things that you love and things that you feel that fulfill your life and, uh, and your happiness, because, you know, all of those things are extremely, extremely important, you know, in, in, in today's society. Um, so, so we're, we're definitely kudos to you for, for taking the effort and being empowered to, uh, to move yourself forward. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a journey. I'm still working on it. I'm still mm-hmm. unraveling the large ball of yarn, as my therapist and I like to call it. I'm still unraveling sure. it. Sure, uh, absolutely. Yeah, 100% agree with everything you said. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know, Amanda, I mean, this has been, you know, we're almost, well, right, we're probably actually over time. My guys are beating me up here, you know, <laughs> but, uh, you know, a bucket full of stories is just, it's, it's, it's been that, you know, for us to really understand, you know, the art, which side of you, you know, the, uh, the chronically ill side of what transpired. And of course, you know, going through that abusive state and coming out of it in the type of spirit that you have your spirit. I mean, to me, you know, one of the questions that always resonates is, you know, are you a good witch or a bad witch? And you're infectious energy, man. I, I don't know. Did you cast a spell on me the day that we talked, you know, doing our discovery call? <laughs> uh, believe it or not, you are not the first person who's ever asked me that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's it's always good to have laughter. And uh, to me, that question was always resonating because I was like, wow, you know, I, I really... I, felt really comfortable, even though I was feeling a little uncomfortable from the fact of, like you said, the the natural term of somebody saying that they're a witch. It's almost like, you know, society puts so many, you know, classifications and, and stereotypes on different things. I guess I kind of fell into that that tranche of 
not knowing, you know, and, and, and it scared me, you know, and I, and I was kind of somewhat not really knowing what to do or how to react until I, you know, was able to meet you <laughs> and able to have, you know, dialogue with you. And uh, I'm glad I did. You know, I'm glad my team put forth the effort to uh, to really make this happen because uh, it's important what you are doing in life. It's important for us to really share our stories. It's important for us to understand that we are all different, but we all have the capability to be able to give and nourish and educate in so many different ways. And today was one of those educational ways for me and surely my staff to really understand more about a subject such as witch practicing and witchcraft that we, we would have never known without going to the textbooks or Wikipedia or whatever, you know, to figure all that stuff out. And so we certainly thank you for, for that. Thank you so much. That makes me so happy. That's something, that's why I say I'm a teacher. I, I love to just open up topics and, and, and teach people about things and in turn have them teach me as well. So this has been wonderful. And I thank you so, so much. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So as we're wrapping up, you know, there's, there's always, you know, the kind of the drum roll, as they say, you know, and, uh, you know, with regards to your stories, and, you know, earlier on, I read, you know, if plan A, you know, doesn't work, you know, the alphabet has 25 more letters, you know, stay cool. That really kind of resonated with you, not only being a teacher, but in the changes and the different uh, forks in the road that you've gone through in your life and that you had to triumphant over in order to put yourself in the place that you are today. And so... What would you say, what, would, what advice would you give based on the things that have happened to you for those that may be in a similar situation of dealing with some type of narcissistic abuse or, or trying to understand how to cope with their stress and reality? What would you say to those folks that are listening to this program today? I would say that the Internet offers so much and you have so much knowledge at your fingertips. What helped me a lot in terms of the narcissistic uh, abuse was educating myself. Mm-hmm. That has really helped. Uh, using social media, some people don't like social media, but using social media to find other people who have been through this so that they could just offer insight, even if it was just a one sentence meme, it would click and it would validate me and make me feel like I understand what happened. Sure. I think people need to to start there. For people who are feeling stressed or spiritually lost or unfulfilled in their life, my suggestion is always, always to do what I mentioned earlier is your shadow work. You need to confront the things in yourself. You can change who you hang out with. You can change your job. You can change what your hobbies are but it will get you nowhere if you are not satisfied with yourself and if you do not understand yourself. So that's always my advice to people. Go on your inner journey because then you will be happy. It will lead you places that you want to be led, but you'll be happy doing anything because you're happy inside first. Wow. Great, great, great insight. Great wisdom. Um, We thank you for, for sharing that. And my last question to you, Amanda, is if anyone wants to get in contact 
with you for purchasing your artwork or learning more about uh, the discovery of uh, of their magical powers or witchcraft practices or things like that. How would they go about doing that? Is there a website that you have where you sell, you know, your products and services? Uh, how, how would they go about doing that? I do. So I have my own website. And like I mentioned earlier, having that last name that's different worked out for me. So my, <laughs> uh, my website is just my first and last name. So Amanda Bianco, B as in Bravo, I, E, N as in November, K, O, dot com. That's it. Yeah. I use yeah. Uh, social media as well, mostly Instagram, but I also recently joined TikTok <laughs> um, with Ooh. the young kids. But I use social media as well to promote it. For people who are interested in learning about witchcraft or any of that, I always advise that if it's possible for them to try to trace some sort of their ethnicity or uh, their lineage to find out where their ancestors have come from because it's a really good place to start. It's a very natural place to start. You won't accidentally mm -hmm. culturally appropriate from other, uh, other cultures and um, sure. areas. So I would just suggest people start there just with a Google search or if you need to do an ancestry test, start, start there. And then from there, there's so much, there's podcasts, there's books, there's online forums. It's, it's a very big world. And like I said, with the internet, uh, you can just launch off from that point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, certainly thank you for sharing that, uh, with our, with our listening audience. And, uh, I'm going to wrap up with a quote that I found that basically goes like this. It says, I love when people that have been through hell walk out of the flames, carrying a bucket of water for those still consumed by the fire. And so, folks, this has been a joy to learn, to understand, to be aware, and to cultivate new energy from our lovely featured guest, Amanda. This has been episode 123. We thank Amanda for all of her wisdom and stories. And again, this has been episode 123, entitled A Bucket Full of Stories. I'm your host, Gregory Proctor. Thank you very much. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to Cut to the Chase. Stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and LinkedIn at Cut to the Chase. You'll also find even more great content on our website at www k2tcpodcast.com. Thank you and catch you on the next episode.